0: Welcome to the Classic Rock and Metal Archive Show, brought to you by the web's favorite classic rock and metal podcast, vintage interviews and recordings from classic rock and metal bands you know and love. Forget the now, have some then.
1: Hello, hello, and welcome to a very special Classic Rock and Metal Archive Show. This time out, we celebrate and prepare for that most British of rock institutions, the download festival at Castle Donnington. We're entering an era where the headliners from the classic 80s shows are dwindling and in fact this year's Saturday Bill Topper's Black Sabbath are set to finally call it a day in 2016. The newer generation is represented by Rammstein on Friday night, with possibly the UK's strongest metal export, Iron Maiden, finishing everything off on Sunday. I thought a great way to get ready for the event would be to again raid the archives of the wonderful Friday Rock Show presented by Tommy Vance, so I picked one originally broadcast by BBC Radio 1 on the 19th of August 1988, the day before that year's Monsters of Rock Festival which again had Maiden headline. The bill that year was one of the strongest ever, including Kiss, David Lee Roth, Megadeth, Halloween and Guns N' Roses. But this event has extra significance for everyone who attended because of what happened during GNR's set. If you're too young to remember or know, you should keep listening after Tommy's show finishes when we recall what happened. I warn you in advance, though, it's hard to listen to, especially if, like me, you were only yards away from the incident in question. Before that, though, enjoy a wonderful pre Donington special courtesy of Thomas the Vance, who interviews all the bands on the bill and plays some great tunes to boot. Take it away, Tommy.
2: Music Britain's Radio
3: One. On Medium Wave and FM Stereo and from Radio Nottingham, this is National Radio 1. Well, hello there. This is TV on the radio, Thomas Vance, the music vendor, and welcome to the Friday Rock Show. Last week we were in Los Angeles, California, to cover the US Monsters of Rock. Now, this week we've come home to preview our own massive rock bash, the ninth British Monsters of Rock Festival, to be held tomorrow at Castle Donington. Yep, tonight the Friday Rock Show meets the Monsters. Only transport and their condition will stop members of all the bands being here. All the bands who are going to be on tomorrow's bill... Halloween, Guns N' Roses, Megadeth, David Lee Roth, Kiss, Iron Maiden... With luck we should have members of that lot in the studio tonight. And also Dante Benuto, rock journalist and author... And also fellow presenter of this program sometimes... Is out in the radio car. He's going to be bringing us live requests and live reports from the Monsters site. During the show as well, I'll let you know of a telephone number... So get a pencil, because I don't want you to miss out and write it down when I say it. I'll let you know of a telephone number here in Nottingham that you can phone. Now, if you're very lucky... You you'll get to speak to the rock star of your choice absolutely live on the air. So, let the chaos commence, because tonight, we meet the monsters. better bit of boogie to start the program tonight than good old zz top and the track called can't stop rocking nine years now we've been having the monsters of rock festival in the united kingdom nine solid years of monstrous rock and tomorrow it's going to be a massive occasion on the show tonight, many people to talk to much good music to play this is brand new It is 12 minutes after 10, the Friday Rock Show, not this time from BBC in London, but BBC here at Radio Nottingham. We are covering the monsters of rock for this year, 1988. The Friday Rock Show Meets the Monsters. They heard the, whole, the Hugh... I mean, yeah, let's say it the right way. The Hugh Lloyd Langton Group. Or uh, they call themselves now just LLG. From an album entitled Time, Space and LLG. Hugh Lloyd Langton, of course, of Hawkwind fame. It's a really good album. It's quite diverse. There's some sort of bluesy stuff on it as well. I'd forgotten that some years ago, Hugh Lloyd Langton actually went on the road for something like six months along with Leo Sayer. He's an exceptionally good guitarist. Also a very varied musician. Check it out. It's a good album. You've just joined us. Can I give you the telephone number? Now, tonight is your opportunity on the Friday Rock Show to talk to some of the monsters of metal who are going to appear tomorrow at Castle Donington. The phone number goes like this. Are you ready to scribble it? Hopefully not on the wall, but uh, somewhere, you know, more appropriate. Like on the floor or the ceiling. Check this now. It's 0602 343434 0602 34, 34, 34. If you'd like to speak to um, Bruce Dickinson and maybe some members of Halloween, start dialing that number now. 0602 34 34 34.
4: Take a trip with me to future.
3: That was Future World from the album Keeper of the Seven Keys, Part One, the Friday Rock Show. And now we're going to meet two of the members from that band. They are Kai Hansen and ingo swichtenberg now kai plays the guitar and ingo whose name is desperately hard to pronounce plays the drums (laughs) gentlemen welcome to our country
5: hi Uh, hello (laughs) thank you
3: and now you're the first to bill the first guys on the bill tomorrow
5: that's right (laughs) right now
3: everybody knows that the first people on the bill on every festival every castle Donington festival Mm -hmm. have got the hardest job of all yeah we heard about it.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah we,
5: know, we
3: this. know so how tomorrow are you gonna make it different <laughs> so you don't get that sort of animosity type reaction but um, that's your fact I mean it's not it's just a, it's, it's a tradition
5: I mean <laughs> uh, well <laughs> how are you gonna how are you gonna get over it lads I think we're gonna go on stage and
3: play you're gonna go on stage and play yes. and that's, it? I mean, me, that's
5: as it me as a drummer I, I try to prepare me to prepare myself as Building the symbols up, that nothing can hit me. You know, yeah. I, tr- I try to, but it's not working. No, that's be-
3: okay for a drummer, but for a guitarist, unless you stand behind the back line, you've got a problem.
5: No, I, I use it as a baseball bat, the guitar. Like,
3: <laughs> somebody that knows well the stage, though, uh, he hasn't actually played on it. Is a fellow by the name of Bruce Dickinson, and you're headlining this year, and it's something you've wanted to do for a long time.
6: Yeah, I mean, the last festival we did in England was was Reading Festival and uh i think I, I just i think somebody threw a christmas cake on that occasion which um like a whole christmas cake yeah which is it must have been a very very difficult thing to hold on to for a whole festival where i mean <laughs> either without eating it or without something else nicking it or sitting on it or something right <laughs> but they'd kept this whole christmas cake and up it came and splattered all over. it missed totally i mean yeah. pretty difficult thing to aim at well it's very nice to get early christmas presents over, absolutely absolutely i mean the thing is uh i mean um, like they said, the best thing we do is just get on stage and play. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> <laughs> if you don't do that, you risk more than no way, your life yeah. is
3: worth. I read something in an article the other day about the first act on the bill at Donington this year. In fact, mm. all the other acts on the bill. You have more or less guaranteed high fidelity. That was the phrase that I read.
6: Yeah. Did you, you, did you get a sound check, guys? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you yeah, got yeah. a sound check. Sound good? Yeah, sound oh, good. yeah.
5: It was great. Man. Yeah, in we fact, care. we just had
6: the, the guys from Kisses sitting in there, right. and um, uh, I'm not going to take words out of them, I'm very proud of my monitor system, That, that like we, me and Mick, my monitor engineer, built this system up from, like, bits that we've acquired on the road, and we've gone like, ah, oh, blimey, that one rips your head off, you know, can we buy one of those and stick that one in there? Yeah. And it's kind of grown up over years of touring, and it's nice to hear somebody else uh, who's also been in the business a long time going, now, that's what I call a monitor system and that they were just commenting on how good their sound check was because frequently at major festivals you know
3: it to be true because you've been bottom of the bill as well yeah yeah the sure. acts that go on before the uh, major act that everything is all turned down yeah. from ten to one on the app that's
6: right and also you get the uh, i think that's pretty naff because i think it it makes it harder for the audience to get into it and to maintain their interest throughout the day huh. and it's a ripoff of the ticket price and it reflects badly on the headline act like if you're so scared mm-hmm. that you can't take the heat from uh, from the other acts on the bill, then you shouldn't be a headliner. An honest man, gentlemen, what do you say to this? That's yeah, great. 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 It is great, great yeah, because it's
3: cheers. better cheers. for oh. you and it's better for the people who go. Cheers. We hear yes. there the clinking <laughs> of national Danish beer. <laughs> <laughs> I have got I've got the sleeve for the Keeper of the uh, Seven Keys Part Two, but I haven't got the record. When's oh, it coming out?
5: In fifth uh, uh, of September. Fifth of yes.
3: September. Yeah. Okay. So I, I can't play anything from that. I can't play a sleeve because it, it doesn't say a lot really.
7: Bad. At least the Maxi, right? What? <laughs> Isn't it the maxi? Do uh, you have the maxi? As
3: I've got this. This I've never played before. Called Savage. Um, Come yeah. on, play that. Okay, all right. On, Can I on play? On. It? Give that a listen. Yeah, yeah then go on. Then. <sighs> Yeah 25 an hour, minutes past 10 o'clock. The Friday Rock Show from BBC Radio Nottingham. Checking out what's uh, going to happen tomorrow. Meeting the people who are going to be on stage at the 9th Annual Monsters of Rock Festival. There you heard Savage. That was my Halloween. Two members of the band in the studio. Kai Hansen, who plays the guitar. And Ingo Schwichtenberg who plays the drums. And that time I got it wrong. Yeah.
5: <laughs> Sorry, that, was, that was the best one. It was
3: <laughs> that was the best one. That was, I thought, the wrong one. Give us just a very quick, potted history of the band. There are five members in the band. Are you all from Germany? Yeah.
5: Yes, we are. All from the same town. Whereabouts? hamburg in hamburg
3: yeah that's a good rocking town
5: yeah it's okay Mm i like it
3: the the rock scene in germany is very frenetic it's very heavy isn't it there's a lot of thrash real hard thrash bands in germany
5: what in germany yeah in general yes but in hamburg especially this uh it's split up in all directions Mm
3: -hmm. how long you been together
5: uh me and me uh ingo and marcus are bass player we've been together since uh eight years now maybe Mm -hmm. yeah and how many
3: how many albums have you actually made
5: this uh, one we we made now recently is our third album actually
3: it's just your third what about uh, maxi singles
5: yeah we got uh we started up with a uh, maxi mini LP yeah Yeah.
3: that was the first thing you ever did yeah then you got signed to the noise record label in Germany yes okay Stay around, gentlemen, from Halloween. Bruce, how do you fancy taking a phone call?
6: Sure, OK.
3: OK, there's a gentleman here as on the line. His name is Craig Lowe. He's of Corby, and he's here. So, Craig, how are you? Craig, are you there? Craig, talk to me. Craig Lowe of Corby doesn't seem to be there at the moment. Let's try Paul Grundy of Walsall. Paul Grundy of Walsall, can you hear me? Paul Grundy of Walsall cannot hear me either from the sound of it. OK, so what we'll do instead, Bruce, I've wa- can I play the B-side of your current single? Sure, of course you can. Prowler
6: 88. Yes. Recorded because of what? Because you got great respect for the old Uh, song? Uh, yeah, but recorded because we thought the first record had great songs and lousy production. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, which is something that we always acknowledge. The guitars sounded like bees in bottles, and, um, so, uh, we actually wanted Martin Birch to produce it from day one. Yeah. And, uh because the band it was their first album and everything i mean steve thought oh god he'll never be interested in doing us of course, he was sitting there waiting for the phone to ring yeah. i mean so it, he got it right on killers you know but so really we're steadily re-recording the first album <laughs> sorry i'm choking from your cigarette smoke i'm sorry I'm oh, okay. a, militant non-smoker okay i'm really sorry about these guys while, while bruce <laughs> coughs
3: his way into oblivion hopefully not because he's got to perform tomorrow night this is prowler 88 <laughs> Just in case you've been away for your summer holidays and as yet you haven't bought the single is on the B-side of the evil that men do. The current single for Iron Maiden that's in the charts here in the United Kingdom. Prowler 88. The Friday Rock Show. It's 28 minutes now before 11 o'clock. Right. Are you going to do that live on stage tomorrow?
6: I have to wait and see. Actually, we've got a few surprises tomorrow um, that we're, uh, we're going to do. We did a little show on Wednesday night at, at my old college, actually. Queen Mary College down the East End in London. Yeah. And uh, it was all with borrowed equipment uh, which um, <clears throat> just confirmed us in our belief that we got the best sound system around I'm afraid. But uh, we, we did a uh, run through of all the stuff we're going to do tomorrow yeah. and it um, sounded pretty good. So a few surprises. A few surprises. I mean there's been plenty of reviews of the, the American show we've been doing but we've added a few things for Donington. Video screens and more pyros, a different lighting rig, different yeah. stage scenery and stage sets and bits and of course people just I haven't seen the new eddies and oh there's all kinds of stuff we got tomorrow it's going to be a spectacle and it's going to be a couple of hours of spectacle too okay let's see if we can get somebody on the phone now how about craig Lo of corby can you hear me craig yeah how are you all right how you, got- you doing craig i'm fine thanks okay what's your question mate i'd like to ask
2: is it truly you're splitting up
6: no, it's not true that we are splitting up. This is uh, one of these things... I'll tell you the other thing that isn't true. It's also not true that our equipment was searched for 48 hours by the Customs Service um, uh, and held up and uh, that we were fined £20,000. Neither is it true that... Uh, well, actually, most other things you read in the papers aren't true. <laughs> There's probably something else they wrote the other day that isn't. Oh, yes, it's not true that Guns N' Roses... <clears throat> somebody, I believe it was on Radio 1, actually... Um, we're trying to find out who it is that, that like did it and get them kneecapped. But, I mean, th- they said that um, we threw Guns N' Roses off our US tour because <clears throat> they were going down too well, which is um, totally untrue and inaccurate and really peeved us seeing as uh, Guns N' Roses are on the bill with us here at Donington and it seemed like a, a cheap shot uh, to, like, divide up the group or divide up the group of acts on the bill. So we, um, we'd like to refute all of those things. We're not splitting up. Guns N' Roses didn't get thrown off the bill. The singer got a very sore throat and almost had to go into the hospital and have an operation. That's why they pulled off the tour. And our equipment wasn't searched. We are taking a year off after this tour. And um, then we're going to spend some time making the new record. So it'll be a while before you hear anything directly from Iron Maiden. But uh, the rest of us will all still be in circulation doing other bits. So How about that? So Craig of Corby, are you happy with the answers there?
2: Yes, can I just say one more
6: thing? Yep, you can,
3: quickly. Um,
2: would you be able to send me a signed photograph,
3: if you will? We will endeavour to take your address and make sure we can get that together for you. Yes, okay. mate. All right. Thanks. Now let's turn to Paul Grundy. Paul Grundy of Walsall. Hi, welcome to the Friday Rock Show. Hello. How you doing, mate? Fine, thanks. Okay, this is Bruce Dickinson for you.
6: I was
2: wondering where do you get your ideas from for your songs?
6: All kinds of places. Erm... Um, from uh the, the you know the usual answers you give is like oh we get them from books from films from everything you actually get your ideas for songs from all kinds of places i always keep a little notebook um or one of those little pocket tape recorders with me um wherever i am and if i hear a little catchphrase or even if i see something on the street um, like a couple of drunks having an argument or something. Uh, it just occasionally happens that somebody says something that's uh, incredibly deep or something in those situations, and you think, oh, God, i better write that down quick, you know. And that in, is an inspiration for lyrics, and lyrics are, in turn, an inspiration for music. And sometimes you get an idea for a melody or a tune that just comes into your head, and then you you marry it up with, with the lyrics, and you just take it from there. Um, does Does that go anywhere to answering any your question? Yeah? yeah? yeah. you Are you happy, Paul,
3: with all that?
2: Yeah.
3: Okay. Let me just remind everybody about our telephone number. It is 0602-343434. That's 0602-343434. Dial that number now if you'd like to chat to the two members that we have in the studio, Kai and Ingo from Halloween. Okay, dial that number right now. But the final call for Bruce oh, Dickinson yes. comes from Richard Goad <laughs> of Leicester. <laughs> Mr. Richard Goad, go for it. Hello there, Rick. Hello there
8: live from Leicester here Where I think all my neighbours in Leicester Are hoping to hear you tomorrow As you stated on the Friday Rock Show I think Yes Right then Question here We've been uh, whiling away the hours Waiting for tomorrow in anticipation That's me, Brian, Stephen and John upstairs We're listening on the other phone and we've been playing Scruples, a game which no doubt you've heard of.
6: Yes, I hear so It's a very unscrupulous game.
8: Yes, well, we've had a few arguments about it or a few questions. And one particular question cropped up that uh, I think someone might have slipped in there. Go not on, then. sure about What is it? And it said, um, you are Bruce Dickinson. Yes. And you're in a dilemma. Four of your most long, loyal serving fans, along with the other guys in Maine, of course, and old Tommy out there, are... Having problems trying to meet you, actually. I mean, the process we've got so far is having a talk with you. But they actually like to meet you. Now, your answer in saying whether you can arrange this tomorrow, possibly, is yes, no, or depends. <laughs> having given your answer, you've also got to re- give a reason for your answer. Depends. If you're on the stage, Bruce, give us your answer.
3: <laughs> you want the answer on the stage?
8: I want the answer on the stage!
3: It depends. I want it now, man. You want the answer now, okay. I want it
6: now. Well, it depends. It depends. Well, give me a reason why it depends. Well, there's 80,000 people in the arena, and they could all probably give me a good reason why they would really like to meet me, but that's not possible. So I would say to you, what's your reason why the four of you are so special that you should be able to do something that the other 80,000 people aren't, unfortunately, able to do? Okay, here I go. We're four students...
8: That have come all the way from Bolton, although my parents live in Leicester. They're away on holiday. They're to stay What about here.
6: all the people that come from Scotland? Yes,
8: yeah, I know. True, true. But what about all students- the?
6: What about what about my mates who are coming from Germany? What about me? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I will be. You're absolutely right.
3: This do this This could actually develop into a game of scruples, and that sometimes yeah, lasts could, about five could, or six hours. It
6: could go it, it could go all night. It could go on all night. So, listen, listen, Richard Goat, I'm going to have to cut you off listen, the Listen, pub, mate, the pubs are still open. No, so I advise you to get <laughs> down there quick. I
2: only
3: want to listen to you, Bruce. You don't want to go
6: to the pub. See you tomorrow, live on
3: stage. Go <laughs> to the, the pub. It's all fun. Can I play with madness? Bruce is in the studio we're having a chat with him, and he's uh, t- actually. What are you going to do tonight before the show?
6: I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> it's terribly boring, isn't it? But where are you going to go to bed? You're not driving back to London, night? No, we're um, hanging out. Uh, we're hanging out around Leicester, sort of area around there. Because, yeah. um, in fact, the whole area there's like Nottingham and Derby and Leicester and and all the post house places and, and everything all near the site. They're all absolutely chock a block. Yeah, with with people. I've been. I've actually been up here. F- um, since wednesday night i got here wednesday night working out the sound uh... we did the sound check eleven o'clock thursday morning mm-hmm. uh... Um, which was absolutely diabolical having to go i mean because we did a show the night before and you're getting up and the guy's going please, you <laughs> <"Hello."> you know <laughs> um... so uh... then we did like a load of photo sessions and stuff and then we did interviews All the, uh, it's, it, tonight is actually going to be the quietest night i've had for about two weeks Right. you know i'm just going to be able to lie in my bed i'm going to get up tomorrow i'm going to think to do today <laughs> not except, much oh oh except uh you know <laughs> so um yeah I'm, I'm pretty excited by by the whole thing it's going to be a good one it's going to be a great one
3: you're also off from here on the rest of the european leg of the tour. oh
6: right? yes oh yes. a lot of work to do
3: but uh, i think it's worthwhile stating that this is what the last appearance for for iron maiden for got to be over a year in this country
6: yeah that's right um and um i should add that anybody who Anybody who stays till the very end of the concert tomorrow night will learn something to their great advantage. Okay. Bruce Dickinson, from the horse's mouth, dare I say it that way, or should I say from the fence's mouth.
3: Bruce, have a good night, Skip. <laughs> See you on stage tomorrow. Yeah, mate. Thank you very much. Sherry, sure, bye. Be... Bye-bye now. Okay, we have on the radio car Dante Bonuto, who's down at the site, the Castle Donington site, and he's going to sort it out for us and tell us what it's like. Daddy, can you hear me, me old son?
9: Yes, I can, Tommy. Can I just say that I'd also like to meet Bruce, because I'm convinced he owes me a drink, and that's a very good reason indeed, I think. Do you? (laughs) Do I owe you a drink, Dante? I'm absolutely convinced of it, Bruce. Absolutely convinced. Why why do I owe you a drink? I don't know, because, well, I think we've met many times and it's your turn, I think, basically.
6: But uh, you know, Dante, I don't drink. (laughs) What's that bottle of beer doing there?
3: Anyway, tell us, tell us Stanley, what is, what's it like down there? Is it muddy and, uh, and terrible, or is it really good and exciting?
9: Well, it's, I would say it's, it's muddy and good and exciting. Um, I'm sort of the Friday Rock Show's man in the field, because I am, in fact, standing in a field at the moment, well, very close to the campsite, in fact, adjacent to the festival site, where well, those who want to get very close to the stage tomorrow are going to be spending the night camping out, getting within range of Gene Simmons' tongue tomorrow. And uh, let's find out a bit more about it. How are they going to spend the night? The easy question's first. Now, what's your name? Alan you? Paul. And you? Rick. and you have an absolutely name, even worse than mine. <laughs> Hit us with it. Millerad. And you're Yugoslavian, aren't you? But from Rochdale.
4: That's right, yeah. <laughs> now you've all
9: been down to the heart of the campsite. What's the, what's the, what's the spirit like down there at the moment? Um,
5: uh, happy really? and drunk. <laughs> and lots of fires. And lots, and of, lots sense, of mud. And, and lots of mud. Music. And that's it, so really. I mean, uh,
9: this is great. Fireworks. Loads of fireworks. And you all get right. blown up everywhere you walk. I understand you've yeah. actually got nine people in your tent alone. Two is this two true? Man, Two-man tent. Nine people. It's going that's true, up, that's true. Everyone yeah. we meet, this this bloke sort of, he's ten years, invites more people. <laughs> it so like, should be fine. So how are you going to spend tonight? Sleeping or partying? Sleeping in a, a plastic bin liner. Yeah, <laughs> that's bin about liners, it, yeah. bin liners, and we'll be partying at Rock City. Yeah. Well, so have, you, like, have yeah. you actually been to uh, the Monster Rock Festival in the past? Yeah,
5: twice. And what do you make of it? Uh, I think it's really good, yeah. I've never actually slept over at the campsite, I've slept in the village before, but... You know, it seems all right.
9: I'm sure, it's an experience worth having. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Do you actually come for the individual bands or for the whole event? Well, for the whole event, really. I mean, you come no matter who's on. But like this year, we've all come for Dave Lee Roth. <laughs> Yeah! <laughs> it's funny, your fact, you, you like Living Colour too, don't like you? In fact, you were going to ask Tommy to, to play oh, yeah. Living Colour. Too. That's yeah. true. Tommy, Tommy, play um, uh, which one? Living Colour. Colour of man. Personality. That's right. Shut up. Cool of sure. Personality by Living Colour. I'm sure he'll take due note of that. Now, you've obviously been to the vessel before too. You look like a hardened veteran of these sorts. Of <laughs> <parts. laughs> I don't know, If, if someone had never been and you had to recommend a sort of Donington survival kit, what sort of things should they bring with them? Um, first aid. Um, raincoat. <laughs> I'm assuming your ticket as well help. Wellies. Oh, yeah, ticket. <laughs>
5: that would help. Wellies. And, um, three pints of orange juice. I think it would be most helpful.
9: Another <laughs> advantage. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed you were nursing a bottle of something clearly medicinal earlier. Is that to keep you warm?
4: Yeah, it's to help me through the night. <laughs>
9: Woman.
2: I
4: don't mind. Yeah, well,
9: you know. Now I'm mainly going to be headlining this year's event, as Bruce has been telling us mm-hmm. recently. Now, is that good news for us? That's very good news. Amazing yeah. fans here. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, it's very good news, and um, I think it's a good lineup this year. Beside Beside uh, <laughs> Made Headline is great. Do you think it's a good idea mixing up bands like Guns N' Roses and Megadeth, so you get to the sort of Stone stuff and Thrash yeah, yeah. stuff? Yeah, a variety. Yeah. Lots
4: of people in. Yeah, and get different people wanting to come down
5: as opposed just to the one lot. Like, you no, know, it's group. great. Like a band that supported, like kissing the past and now supporting them. You know. Yeah. Uh, a headlining now at you know, Donington is. Oh, it's great, great you know I want to speak
9: that's it <laughs> well good luck for tomorrow I hope you get very close to the stage indeed are you going to make it a mad dash in the morning sure am sure am uh, and yeah. uh, everyone in Rochdale uh, tough luck you know. So here <laughs> okay, well, now you wanted a Yngwie Mountain show as well
4: Ingve Malmsteen yeah I wanted a trilogy but it's like, well
9: I suggest go. we go and sing Ingve Mounting songs around the campfire and hand back yeah. to Tommy in the studio oh, goodbye, yeah. goodbye.
2: Bye.
3: See thank you Dante Dante Baruto, out in the radio car on the Donington site this is the Friday Rock Show BBC Radio it's 12 and a half minutes to 11 we've got the music we've got the people who make it still to come on the friday rock show tonight we'll be talking to members of kiss halloween are still in the studio unfortunately no slayer except encased in plastic seen on the stages of the United Kingdom again from their latest album, the track South of Heaven. Seven and a half minutes down to 11. This is the Friday Rock Show here on BBC Radio 1. We have now two members of Kiss, Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons. Hello, everybody.
10: Hello, everybody. How are you?
7: It's so nice to be here, mate. It's a bit of all right. You know what I mean? It's good to be here. We would uh, we, we were wondering why you were sitting here doing these interviews without yeah, any pants on, on. Why I'm, is that? Because it's, it's cooler. That's, oh, how, uh, you cool. well, that's, that's big, how you stay cool. That's how you
10: stay
3: cool. That's great Cockney action time. Well, thanks a lot, mate. I mean, where you, did you, you learn it from
10: that film? What was that, the great send-up film? The, the name escapes me. No, you know, we, we learned it by listening to A Hard Day's Night and help, you know, and... You know, Beatles. Picking up little Beatles. Hey, Beatles. This is George Harrison of the Beatles. I love this. Talking like that. Talking like that. Blowing my nose. You 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 were born in Israel. Yes, you. I was. I didn't
7: know that until I read that the other day. I thought yes. you were a thoroughbred American. No, well, we all try to be, I suppose. But uh, Well, what do you mean we all try to be? No, I was born in Israel, popped out of there and came to the United States when I was about nine years of age. Mm-hmm. And have been decadent. When something is decadent and then it's been eyesed, Combine those two words, what happens? Decadent eyes. Thank you. <laughs> Many your dentures are in much better than mine. But so that's what happened. Ever since then,
10: how did you meet Paul Stanley? We uh, were running around the streets of New York. Go on, you can, you can barge in. Go on. Okay, so Jean walking down, I saw this um, hermaphrodite walking down the street. <laughs> yeah, you know this. Um, I couldn't make sure, I couldn't quite make out if it was a a, a pro- man no or a way. woman, a man or a woman. But I sure wanted to get close to it. Yeah, and I saw this tongue hanging out <laughs> of the mouth, and which is incidentally available for bar mitzvahs, weddings. 398 a lick actually we met um we met at a a friend's house Uh and um and boy was she good and the rest is history you know we we just kind of got together and uh took it from there how was the the marquee the other night you did the first night at the new marquee in london we figured that um that it needed a little bit of dirt and we figured we would help put a little bit of dirt into the cracks in the floor it was really a lot of fun actually just before we came over to uh the uk from the states we did a a couple of clubs in new york mm-hmm. it, and it was just a nice feeling of going into a, a club and getting a chance to play for a much smaller audience Where, there, well i was there and i watched you and i thought for the first two or three numbers you were a little bit unsure of yourself because oh, you
3: were so close
10: well, to you we we banging
7: we, into each other all it the time. really exactly. wasn't exactly
10: it really wasn't even that we were unsure of ourselves as much as we didn't even get to do a sound check there right. so literally what it came down to was um walking out on the stage in front of a crowd, plugging in the guitars and hoping for the best. Mm-hmm. And pretty much for most of the night, we couldn't hear anything. So there were times when a song had ended and I was still in the third verse. You know, It must have been quite amazing also song. because um, your stage show for
3: years and, years and years and years and years has been the ultimate, really, in spectacle.
7: We've always contended, though, that above and beyond all that, that uh, kisses a group of guys who write songs because no matter what anybody ever talks about in terms of Flash pods and, and tongues and various other appendages of the body that keep flicking in and out. Uh, above and beyond all that, there are songs. People, 70 million fans or however many there are out there that bought our records, can never do anything more than just buy the records. And I mean, even though KISS scientists have been hard at work at putting flash pods into the records, it hasn't been done. It's always just been songs. Right. And that's always been our contention, and that's why we did a couple of
10: gigs. Just sometimes to it's even prove stronger. It. You know, sometimes you make more of a point by doing less you know sometimes people might have come to shows and said well you know it's just a lot of fireworks and a lot of smoke Mm -hmm. but the fact is that when you take away the fireworks and smoke there's still a lot of fireworks and smoke and it has nothing to do with pyro yeah you know it just has to do with music ultimately you're going to stand or fall on the songs and after 23 albums you figure you've got a pretty good chance of standing am i not right in saying i think that the 23rd album is going to be a compilation yeah it's actually uh it should be out october 17th it's called smashes thrashes and hits another subtle title from yeah a little, little little bit of play on words and uh there's Probably about twelve tunes that have been remixed, yeah. old tunes, um, going back to Love Gun, cold gin, first record, you know, first record, going back to Cold Gin and Firehouse stuff like that. Uh-huh. Two new tracks that um, one's called um, that Paul put, Stanley produced. And I was wrote. Get to that. Yeah, <laughs> I uh, produced and wrote them. You're Conceived. a great double act, you guys. Oh, we're we're comedy all the way. The Mutt Jeff of rock. The uh, one's called Let's Put the X in Sex, and the other one's called You Make Me Rock Hard. And these are the ballads. And yes. I wonder what they're all about. Very sentimental. Let's work out what this is all about.
3: on stage just before Iron Maiden tomorrow at the Monsters of Rock Festival at Castle Donington. That's their current single. Turn on the night kisser in the studio, but also in the studio still we have Kai Hansen and Ingo Zwichtenberg of Halloween. We also have some people on the telephone as well who've got some questions for Halloween. Jonathan Kraut, or possibly Grout it is from Newton Abbot. Jonathan, are you there? Yeah, sure. What's your question for Halloween, my man? Briefly, what's the
11: concept behind the seven keys
5: LP? Well, yeah, uh, the concept, I think the concept uh, consists of two songs uh, split up t- on two albums. This is uh, Keep of the Seven Keys part one and yeah. part two. And uh, on the first album is the song Halloween, and on the second album it's the song Keep of the Seven Keys, of course. And the concept is just uh, well, basically, if you uh, want to change something in in life and uh, in what's going on in this world, uh, you have to change something in yourself, maybe. And uh, the Seven Keys are are meant to close up the seven seas of evil. And that's not meant, uh, there are no seven seas uh, that really exist somewhere in the world, but they exist in every man's heart. And this is just where have, you have to find the keys to close up these seas of evil in your own heart. And if everybody does it, then we got a, well, we got a good world.
3: Jonathan, you are confused mean. as I am.
5: <laughs> well, no, was uh, that hard to understand, I mean. Okay. Yeah, sure mean. But the, co- the, yeah, concept, no we... the
3: concept sounds good, and the music sounds good as well, and that's the yeah. most important thing. Yes. Can you just say a quick hello to Scott and Wayne? You've, you've just done it yourself. Okay. Jonathan, thank you very right, much indeed. Okay, mate. Carl Black from Surrey, your question.
2: Hello? This, um, this is Carl
4: Black, and um, hello. I just wanted to ask um, uh, kind how of What were their early days in Germany
5: like? Well, uh, I think we were all born as babies. Yeah, well, actually, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I think so and uh well, the early days in Germany were just uh simply uh garage band playing uh rock and roll in a garage and well, that's where we started struggling I mean, yeah. struggling yeah. struggling for yeah well we we never uh had a real attitude to to get a just working for a record contract and saying we gotta reach the top or something we're just uh playing music and uh well of course we were all dreaming of uh Making, getting, yeah, making a record Yeah, making a record and everything. But uh, we were just uh, normal, making music, and that was... The, like sort of the normal the band
3: history, in other Yeah, words, we right? were yeah.
5: just grown into it, and that's all.
3: Okay. Carl, thanks for your okay, question. thanks. Take Bye. care. Julie Barrell, a lady. Welcome to the program from Merseyside.
4: Hello. Hi, Julie.
5: Hey, Can you tell me, well, two
4: questions here. The first one is, how did Michael get to join the band?
5: Well, this is from, from Marcus, our bass player. He phoned... He phoned some guy up and he knew, he knew a guy that was Michael Kiske and uh, he said he has a great, great voice and one day he came and joined us in our, in our practice room and he, his voice was amazing and we liked him and um, there was no question to take him. Mm-hmm. And so Marcus, the bass player, it was his goal.
3: So there's your answer, Julie. Thank you very much indeed for your call. Our telephone number is 602 343434. 0602-34-34-34. Questions for Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley from Kiss being taken now. But I'm going to play something that I'm being selfish, so I won't talk about it. I'll just play it.
10: What be that? And why you gotta look like that? Well, I just looked into my kind of past. I said, hey man, I am cool. I am the breeze. We won't change or rearrange, and we ain't ever
3: Now, Back in 1983, the album called Lick It Up, Kiss, and all hell is breaking loose. In our studio now, we have Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons from Kiss. Of course, they're on the bill at the Monsters of Rock Festival tomorrow at Castle Donington. It's going to be a magic monster occasion. Gentlemen, what's the biggest hell-raising thing you've ever done? Because you both have got the most... I was going to say impeccable reputations. Absolutely, we're angels. Which of course, would be a complete lie. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're known as the biggest, or used to be maybe known as the biggest hellraisers in the business. I mean, how many tele- televisions have you thrown out of hotel
10: windows? We don't throw televisions out the window. We don't have time to do that. You don't? We're usually strapped to a bed. <laughs> Psychi- uh, Psychiatric. That's I right. Think. We're usually in for some very heavy-duty therapy. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh huh. should we stop uh, talking about that
3: heavy duty therapy because i read a great article about it the other day that uh, you did mr simmons and it seems that you really do get it on
7: you have to practice what you preach i mean you can't just talk dirty i think you've either got to deliver the goods or shut up in my case i can't keep my mouth shut or your tongue in it or my tongue in it anyway there are too many uh too many requests there are <laughs> what, can one, what can one do?
3: You're a man that's now going into a di- another phase of your life. Uh, you're starting a record company.
7: Yep. Simmons Records. Yes, I was going to call it uh, Stanley Records, but something prevailed at the last second. And the uh, first group that's going to come out is a group called House of Lords coming out in September. Yeah. And BMG is distributing it worldwide, so I'm obviously very honored. Are you going to have total control over it yourself? Totally, uh, Total autonomy, which is a big word like gymnasium, which means, in essence, I get to do what I like, and uh, they're giving me, in essence, enough rope mm. to either hang myself or create, you know, utopia. The best of all possible worlds for a group, a guy running the label who maybe does understand how to write a song and get up on stage, instead of a guy who sits in the back of a desk and shuffles paper.
3: Does this mean to say that you go out and try and fine you know, Usually, at the local you, clubs when you're playing around?
7: Uh, sure. We, all of us, usually get out and see as many of the local bands as we can whenever time permits. Mm-hmm. So, certainly that's one of the ways. The other way is uh, a lot of the tapes come in through the post. Mm-hmm. You know, it's you funny, know. I never say the post. I always say it through the mail, but I'm trying to be English.
3: You lost your action there for a minute. Uh, well, you know, it's not so difficult to talk like that, but... So, I mean, is this
7: an open invitation to anybody who's listening now to send in tapes to you? All bands, anybody that's got something interesting. What I'm not really interested in is copies of Kiss or copies of Maiden or copies of anybody. If you've got something unique, Uh if you think you've got your own perspective, I sure don't want to hear a tape and have somebody say, Hey, that sounds just like uh, so-and-so. That's not as interesting to me as a band that figures out for themselves what it is that they are. All right, if people
3: send us tapes, I'll send them on to BMG and they'll send them on to you in wherever, Los Angeles, New York or wherever. Easily
10: done. Paul Stanley, what's the extension of your career then? Oh, the extension of my career is, um, actually at the moment there's two bands that I'm managing. One of them I'm producing and they should have deals in the next two weeks. Actually, the news I got today is that I think I have a record label. That sounds familiar. And um, other than that, I was asked to produce a couple of tracks on Cher's album when Mm -hmm. I get back to to the states after our tour we keep it in the family and um other than that just producing gene was telling you before the two new kiss tracks Mm -hmm. which is nice because uh i guess the last time i worked on something was animalized and that did quite well that Mm was a million four in america so basically it's that and listening to tapes as does gene it's very it's very interesting situation when you have two people receiving tapes through the mail at the same office so um you can either send them, probably the best way to send them is if you want to send them directly, you can send them to the Kiss Company and put my name on it. And that's 1414 6th Avenue, New York, 10017. 19. It's actually 19. But it would get there <laughs> if it was 17. <laughs> there's,
3: there's, there's, there's the partnership breaking there up immediately <laughs> over the postcode.
10: And if you put my name on it, of course, I'll listen to it.
3: Okay. Okay. Um, open invitation for everybody to get their tapes in as fast as possible we've got some (laughs) calls for kiss this is from justin brown from bishop stortford justin how are you hello
4: i'm all right thanks who do
10: you want to talk to then
8: kiss please hello justin hello how are you all right good uh why did you choose the name kiss
10: well because you know when we needed a name every band needs a name it's like um i guess a, a source of identity and um i thought we needed a name that would be something that sounded familiar And that was something that you had heard before. Plus, Kiss is great because it's heavy. It can be like a kiss of death. It can be sexual, like a kiss that leads to something else. So it just seemed like the right name. And it looked really great when it was hanging 20 feet high behind the stage. And also Metallica's taken, so uh, nothing we can do about that.
3: (laughs) Okay, Justin, thank you very much. Here's a call from County Antrim in Northern Ireland, from Adrian
10: McClarty. Adrian, hello. Hello. Your question for Kiss.
4: Uh, Is it true about
2: Kiss coming to Belfast?
10: yes yes we're we're not supposed to announce that but yes it's true we are we're definitely coming to belfast on the tour that has not been announced that we're not really doing (laughs) but on the tour that we're not doing we are going to belfast which is going to be wonderful because we've never been there before that's great yeah we're really looking forward to it that'll be an occasion over there adrian Over there good just a
2: minute can I just ask one more question? Sure, go ahead. I'll say hello to uh, Malcolm and Trevor, my friends over here.
10: Hello, Malcolm and Trevor.
2: And I've got a small band called Chemical on the road.
10: All right. Good. That sounds great. Maybe we, we'll see you in Belfast. We Dead wish on. you the best. Hope so. Ta. Right. Adrian, thank
3: you very much indeed. We have right. another gentleman here with an Irish name. It's Liam Cyril from Nottingham, though. Liam, how are you? I'm fine, thanks. Your question for Kiss?
4: Well, uh, I'd like to ask Kiss about the memory billion stuff, things like that. You know, recently we've seen Elton John rid of a load of his old stuff. I just wondered if Kiss had got a load of stuff backed away.
10: Funny you like should ask.
4: Costumes and boots and
10: things. Yeah, funny you should ask. We actually have what what is probably a warehouse of probably fifteen thousand square feet of nothing but all the original costumes, all the original boots, guitars. We actually have the complete Creatures of the Night stage in storage. So. All that stuff is in storage, and we are beginning to look at each other and wonder what we're going to do with it. And your guess is as good as ours, but I think the conclusion may be the same.
7: Yeah, what sell it all off. So
10: Either that, or give it to Megadeth. The guys it are out right it. outside of the door. Or give it to Elton John. <laughs> <laughs> we'll give
3: it to
2: Liv.
10: <laughs> give, it, give it, yeah,
3: indeed, give it to Liam Cyril of Nottingham. Right? You got a big enough, enough house to take it, have you, Liam? Um,
4: well, I just think about expanding
7: it. Okay, you going to the gig tomorrow? No, I can't. I can't go, you think. All right, in that case, we're not going either. Forget <laughs> it. <laughs> okay, Liam's not going. Liam, if you can't go, then that's it. That's it. Masters, Masters of Rock off the bill. It.
3: Liam, thank you very much indeed for your call. Okay. Still to cover the Friday Rock Show, we'll be talking to Dave and also Jeff of Megadeth. Yay. Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons here. Gentlemen, thank you very much indeed. Pleasure. Pleasure. We'll what see about you Just one final question, Mr. Simmons. Your appearance on screen. Yes, what about that? You're back in the, the hotel room or the... Uh, <laughs> no, not that one. Not that screen. There's a film coming out, another movie with you
7: up there. Gee, I don't know about that one. I know that there's a... That, the, that was made at the hotel <laughs> last night. It's called Blackmail. Yeah, there, was, uh, there was some talk a while back of me doing the James Bond film, but after having met... The, this is no joke, you know, he's starting to smile as if I'm about to give him a one-liner. No joke, we uh, couldn't do that film because we started to come out on tour. Right. But maybe that's the film you're referring to. The other stuff is secret. I'm not allowed to talk about
3: okay, it. Okay, you're not allowed to talk that like uh, the same way that Paul spoke about the tour. That, that isn't going to happen. Isn't gonna gonna happen.
7: That's right. right. You're catching. Could you possibly give us
3: a clue when the tour might not happen?
10: The tour might not happen in uh, the UK starting... Uh, I guess, the third week in September. That's when it might not happen. It might not happen then. Okay. We're looking forward to possibly not seeing you then. We're (laughs) possibly not going to see you for two nights at uh, Wembley or two nights at NEC or uh, other places such as that, but that's where... But it
7: would have been fun. It would be
10: fun if we could do But I possibly
3: will not be there. Okay. And nor will anybody else, of course. Wonderful. Gentlemen, thank you very much indeed. Thank you. water. The address of the Kiss Company, once again, if you want to send your tapes direct to those gentlemen, is 1414 6th Avenue, New York City. And the zip code, or the postcode as we call it, is 10019. The Kiss Company. 1414 6th Avenue, New York City, 10019. That, of course, is in the United States of America. Or it was the last time we looked. It's 19 minutes past 11. This is the Friday Rock Show. Coming to you tonight from BBC Radio Nottingham, previewing the action that's going to be occurring on stage at the Monsters of Rock Festival tomorrow. Still to come on the program, in fact, sitting down at the moment and getting themselves together, Dave and Jeff from Megadeth, who made this great track. Side of Mary Jane the Single, Hook in Mouth, Megadeth. If you'd like to talk to Megadeth, the phone number is 0602-343434. 0602-343434. The Friday Rock Show meets the monsters. Stop! Dave Rolfson, Jeff Young of Megadeth, welcome to our studio. How you doing? Okay, you're all uh, sort of avidly reading Krang there. We've got various editions of Krang, and you're really into them.
12: Oh, yeah. It's one of our favorite magazines. It's internationally
3: a magazine that really does work, doesn't it? I, all the musicians I know, they always go in, oh, there's Krang,
12: got to read it. <laughs> it's hard to get in a lot of cities over in the States. I mean, we're from Los Angeles, so it's pretty easy to get there, but in a lot of the a lot of the other cities, it's pretty hard to come by. What about Metal Hammer, another magazine? Yeah, that's kind of the same thing, too. Mm-hmm. You know, That's even harder to get. Okay, there's a new one coming out called
3: Raw, so look for that. Yeah, right. I already
12: did an interview for that one. You have? You, one time,
3: I I think it was the Hammersmith Odeon I saw you at, you had a bit of, uh, well, you had an enormous problem before the gig, about getting your gear out of customs. And, that it really, was... and it affected the performance. It really did. I thought it was a shame.
12: Yeah, that was a show that we did when we were on the P-Sells tour. We did uh, about two weeks of shows here in the UK and, and in Europe. Yeah. And uh, you're right. That's exactly what happened. We had a lot of trouble getting the gear out of customs. It was kind of, you know, missed sound check, And everything got on stage like about an hour before we went on stage. And, you know, it causes everybody to stress out. The last show that we did at the Hammersmith back in May... When we were on our uh, on our last UK European tour, went much smoother. Yeah. Only my amps blew up. <laughs> <laughs> well, the speed that you play at—I mean, come on—you go through a lot of amps these days. <laughs> <laughs> I love the titles of your albums. Thanks. Who thinks them up? Well, it's that magical genius Dave Mustaine. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. It's you know, like the. Uh, Actually, when we were on the P Cells tour, we were in Germany, and uh, it was it was pretty hard for Dave to talk to the audience. I mean, he you know he's got some German blood in him, so he tries to like cop some of the phrases and everything. But it was pretty hard for him to talk to the audience, and he just kind of stood there, dumbfounded, saying, "Well, so far." So good. So what? You know, it kind of became the, the tour saying after that. And when we were in the studio, it seemed pretty appropriate at the time, with uh, you know, with the, the personnel change that we did mm. and everything that was going on while we recorded this record. That was a difficult thing. I think the personnel change. Yeah, it's it was a hiccup in a band's history. I mean, we went through, you know, if everybody knew what exactly went on behind the scenes when we had to, you know, when we put So Far So Good together here. And yeah. um, laugh. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was it was a pretty difficult time with, you know, with the personnel change. But actually, I think we pulled it off pretty smoothly. Mm-hmm. It seemed to
3: work. Yeah. yeah. In fact, the audience seemed to like it. I mean, I've had no, no com- sort of complaints about the material, about the lineup of the band at all. I think people like it much better right now anyway. Mm-hmm why do you say they like it much better is that because you're happier as a unit therefore play a little bit (laughs) no
12: because they tell us they like it much better
3: (laughs) it's strictly that
12: well in stores we've done lots of in stores all you know across the united states and stuff Mm -hmm. and you really judge how well your album's doing how well the kids like it by what they say to you when they come up to you right And and you take notice of it yeah I think we project a lot better off the stage, on Tug. It's, it's like you just said, we're a lot happier, and mm-hmm. people can see that. I mean, we're playing music, and that's the whole idea. You know, we're, we're there to entertain. People are supposed to have fun, so we're having a much better time now. Music at a hell of a rate. Dave, Jeff, stay exactly
3: where you are. It's over to Daddy Bonuto and the radio car for more of the action of what's happening at the Donington site.
9: Yeah, hello there, Tony. We've been furiously roving around, collecting items of Donington mud, which I will treasure and cherish forever. And at the I've caught up with a very busy man, Stuart Galbraith, who's the site manager here, still working
13: busily away at most people's bedtime. At the How's it coming along, Stuart? It's all right. We're fine. We've got lots of people coming into the campsite um, and we're just about finishing the arena. We'll be up early in the morning, finish things off and open the gates. Now, I mentioned you're the site manager. What does it actually involve? What, what, is, your, what, is, your, what is your job? My job is, uh, from about six months ago, starting to put things together, booking things such as the fence, the stage, the stage crew, lights, the PA, just starting to put everything together and then actually coordinating it when we're here on site. Right. Now, you actually started work, as you said, many, many months ago,
9: and this is it, what, six months, you said? That's an awful long time ahead to work, isn't it?
13: Yes, yeah, so well, you need to work that far ahead, uh, otherwise you're just going to end up on top of yourself here on the day and we won't know what's going on, so takes that long to get it done I'm afraid.
9: Do you actually know that far ahead who the artists themselves are going to be?
13: Um, it varies year to year. Last year at, at uh, Donington when we were here with Bon Jovi, we knew that Iron Maiden were going to be headlining and uh, the way the bill's put together is you normally end up with your headliner and then work down from that so you have an idea a year in advance yes. Well, we're standing here in,
9: in the artist's car park I think and we can actually see the back of the station. It looks very very impressive indeed.
13: Just the biggest and best you think we've managed to do? Uh, it's certainly one of the largest. We're 312 feet across, 80 feet high. Um, we've got 300 cabinets up there which will be a PA power of 300,000 watts and over 1,000 lamps. Should upset the neighbours somewhat I would have thought. <laughs> the village are used to us now I think. Uh, they either love us or hate us by now. Um, we give them some business over, over the years and uh, I think they've grown to grown used to us now. I think at right, so you've got some video screens there too. Yes, yeah, so there are video screens set either side. Um, they're just at, they're nighttime video screens, so they'll just be on as it gets dark. So they'll be on for Maiden set only. I think you've been involved with this festival for about five years now, isn't it? That's right. Uh, this is my fifth year. It's uh, the Monsters' ninth year, so I've done well five out of <laughs> five out of nine. Is it and always harder to go one bigger and one better from, from one year to the next? Um, each year it seems to get bigger. This year it seems to be an exception. Uh, the stage area is bigger, the guest area is bigger, the whole backstage area is bigger, campsite is bigger and the audience is certainly going to be bigger. Well, that's what I was going to say to you. How many people are you expecting along here tomorrow? Is it about 75,000, 80,000 do you think? Um, the most we've ever had in the past is around about 66,000. I think this year we should be into the, the mid-80s.
9: That would be very good indeed. I'm sure everything here runs as smooth as clockwork, but has
13: anything ever really gone wrong in in, in any notable event that went disastrously wrong? In past years, um, I guess the most the most disastrous thing or the most spectacular thing was a plane taking off through our end of show firework display once <laughs> which I hasten to add wasn't our fault it was the airport's so, so you are quite close to the East Midlands airport here isn't it yes yeah, at the end of the show in fact here comes one now at the end of the here show we here. have <laughs> we have to actually speak to the airport to get a time slot so we can fire our, fire our display at the end of the show what about things like pyro are you, are you restricted to what you can do or can you go completely mad and do whatever you want um, we, actually use, we actually use a company called Payne's which is the major manufacturer in the country. So they're really are restraint. They, they know what they're doing and they only do what's safe. But having said that, they're the most spectacular fireworks I've ever seen. So. I'm sure
9: you don't want to give too much away what exactly is going to happen. So can we expect some special surprises, is it fair to say?
13: On the pyro display or during the show? <laughs> On both. Uh, the pyro is definitely the biggest, biggest display we've ever had before. It's twice the size of anything we've had in the past um the stage itself um will be will be quite standard although Maiden will have all their normal effects um of of which I'm sure the audience will be be expecting them and there'll be a few more besides um and it's also the first year we've had moving very lights actually set in the field so yes there will be a lot of effects
9: sounds good fun if people haven't got a ticket yet and want to come on they can still come on the day and buy a ticket uh how how would they get here
13: yeah tickets are still available they'll be they'll be on sale on the gates um the easiest way to get here is probably by rail or road. Nearest railway station is Derby, and then there are shuttle buses operating all day from Derby and from Nottingham railway stations. Uh, by road, it's just a matter of coming up the M1 and off at Junction 24, and the police will direct you into the car parks. Thanks, Theo. I'll let you go practising lighting the blue touch paper. I'm getting back to my cup of tea here, and
3: back to Tommy now. Daddy Venuto live there from the site of the ninth Monsters of Rock Festival. Meeting the Monsters. If you'd like to talk to either Dave or Jeff from Megadeth, the phone number is 0602-343434. 0602-343434. Megadeth from the album So Far, So Good, So What, the album version of the single called Mary Jane. We have some calls for Megadeth. We have in the studio Dave Ellison and Jeff Young from the band. This is a call from Cecil McGrine of Islington in dear old London town. Cecil, what do you got to say for yourself?
4: Megadeth.
3: Hello. Cecil, Cecil, just say that again because I didn't have the appropriate button pressed.
4: Oh, I just said hello to Megadeth.
12: How are you doing?
4: I'm all right.
12: You going to the show tomorrow? Yeah, I'll be there. Great. We'll uh, see you in the front row, right?
4: Yeah. <laughs> uh, where did you get your name from?
12: Um, actually, if we uh, kind of like got the, the whole meaning and everything. Uh, the senator of California, Alan Cranston, put out a pamphlet on Megadeth, which uh, has to do with nuclear disarmament. And uh, after reading the pamphlet and everything, that's where we pick up the name. And we, we spell it how it's phonetically spelled in the dictionary without the A. Oh. Uh, if you look up Megadeth in the dictionary, it, it, uh, it's a body count after a nuclear fallout, meaning one million deaths. Oh, yeah. So now you know, that's a bit grim, isn't it, Cecil? Yeah.
4: <laughs> uh, what music do you listen to
12: at home? We listen to everything. I mean, everything from, uh, you know, Led Zeppelin to uh, Joe Satriani. Good guitarist. What do you listen to? I listen, I listen to guitar music mostly and classical stuff. Oh. Even, even Guns N' Roses, if you can believe that.
3: <laughs> We've got a member of Guns N' Roses in the studio as well. Is he welcome?
11: Hi, I don't have any headphones.
3: You don't have any headphones? We'll get you a set of headphones. <laughs> Cecil, thank you very much for your question. Now let's turn to Lee Bennett from Glasgow. Lee? Hi.
2: Hey. How Hello, you doing? Same, thanks.
3: What's your question, Lee? How
4: did you do Anakin in
12: Because we hate the sex pistols. We wanted to rip them off. <laughs> See, actually, we wrote that song about twelve years ago. Before they covered it, so we figured we'd do the original version again. <laughs> oh, really?
3: Oh, yeah, it was much better.
12: No, we we've always liked the Sex Pistols, and like all four of us had listened to them. You know, when we were younger in our teens and stuff. And mm. I think they, they had good things to say, and uh, you know, they were one of the leaders of the of the whole you know punk movement and everything years ago. So, Lee, how old are you? Fifteen. Do you remember the Sex Pistols? No.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Ask your dad. <laughs> Maybe your dad was a punk and he'll remember them, <laughs> huh? You, either that or he hated them. Yep. Are you coming down from Glasgow to see the show tomorrow? No, I
2: can't.
3: It's a long way to travel, huh? No. All right, well, you take care of yourself. Yeah, can you tell- no, I'd just allow you to do it yourself, and indeed, you've done it. Thanks so much. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. The time now is 21 minutes to 12. You're listening to The Friday Rock Show Meets the Monsters. The Monsters of Rock, tomorrow at Castle Donington. It all starts at 1 o'clock, I think I'm right in saying, is it? Just about 1 o'clock it all begins. We'll be talking to Izzy of Guns and Roses, and more with Megadeth after this. <laughs> Current single on release in the United Kingdom by Guns and Roses, "Sweet Child of Mine." British uh, music is uh, is renowned for having a feel for the blues. If you think back to the Rolling Stones and people like that, and it seems to be coming back in American music as well. Izzy is from the band Guns and Roses. Is that true? I think a lot of a lot of American bands are turning toward the blues again. You take say "Kingdom Come" and "Who Do It," if you like, on a much more Led Zeppelin level. You're you're a Definitely. sort of grittier, more Aerosmith level of the blues. Are the blues coming back as an influence. American contemporary music? Uh, I don't know, really. I mean it's it's an influence on our band, definitely, you know. I mean you seem you seem to to, to like that the gritty side as opposed to the fast
11: and speedy side. Uh well you know, I like all music and but uh that's like one of my favorites. Mm -hmm. And the bands too. Go on. No,
3: after you, please, you're the guest.
11: But we listen to everything and that doesn't
3: Yeah. I was talking to Thrasher from K N A C last week. Thrasher, right, right. KNAC in Los Angeles on the Friday Rock Show, because we did it last week from Los Angeles, and he was telling me the story about the, uh, whether it's true, I mean, you're going to confirm it one way or the other, about the fact that a tape, uh, you put together a tape that went into KNAC in Los Angeles, and they started playing it on the air, or at least a track from it.
11: A tape, yeah, maybe a demo or something. That's I right. I forget what it was exactly, something like that,
3: yeah. It had, uh, it had some of the tracks, I think, that you eventually re-recorded. At that stage of the game, were you all poor and living in what we call in the United Kingdom in squats?
12: Squats. Uh, Is that like living with a chick or something or what?
3: <laughs> <laughs> Not quite, no. It's like living in a garbage can, I suppose, in the American
11: team. Yeah, we did that for a while. Mm-hmm. We. Uh, I don't remember exactly that point in time, but I remember... Uh, uh, yeah, I don't remember, man. <laughs>
3: <laughs> all right. Do you remember this? It is. Re- it has been said that recently you were on Rock Line in the United States of America, which is a show, I think, that goes up to 200 radio stations, and one of the right. members of Guns N' Roses actually threw up on the air.
11: Well, he threw up in a bag, right? <laughs> it, it was like a big scene, you know, but, I mean, it wasn't, I mean... It wasn't premeditated? No, well, he, he ate an artichoke and about seven gin and tonics and a couple margaritas, and it just, you know, <sighs> but he did it real quick, slashed it, and just, you know, no big deal. We just kept, you know... Did the interview,
12: yeah. So it was Slash. That's the name we're looking for then, right? <laughs> yeah, that was Slash. Slash
11: is the guilty party.
3: <laughs> where are all the members of the band from? Isn't Slash English, or have I got that wrong? Uh,
11: yeah, I believe he was born here. Yeah. As far as we know. <laughs> uh, and maybe as far as he yeah, remembers. He was born, uh, it was in Stock and Trent. It's not like too far it. from here. Yeah. Yeah, that's where he's born.
3: Yeah? And you converted him to the Los Angeles ways, have he,
11: he, well, he moved out there when he was uh, very young. Uh-huh.
3: So he doesn't have the Stoke-on-Trent accent anymore, is he? Yeah. You looking forward to tomorrow?
11: Yes, definitely.
3: I think you've only done one gig before in this country, haven't you? Oh, we've done
11: uh, a couple of, we did. Well, you did, the mar- you did the marquee, didn't did you? did the marquee twice, and then uh, we came back and uh, we did a tour here for about two or three weeks. Did you? Did the Hammersmith
3: Odeon. Yes, right. I saw, saw you at the Hammersmith Odeon. Yeah. A friend of mine, actually, yeah. by the name of Phil, who's an engineer from a company called TVI, he went to the, he went to the uh, just to relate somebody's sort of reaction to your music, he went to the marquee gig and he was not that impressed, but when he heard Sweet Child of Mine, all of a sudden it turned his attitude right round
11: yeah.
3: with regard to you as a band and your music. So he's a happy fan at the moment, falling out of his Sierra Sierra car, I'm sure, in the car park.
12: Sounds kind (laughs) of uh, fickle to me.
3: (laughs) (laughs) You're fickle, Phil. The telephone number is 0602. 0602 34 34 34. If you'd like to talk to Izzy from Guns N' Roses, I'd like, though, to play this. (laughs) Believe me, it's even better than on record. It's eight and a half minutes now to midnight. Daddy Benuto is in the radio car, down to the side of the Monsters of Rock. Daddy, what's happening?
9: Well, last time we spoke, I was taking the air in the artist's car park. Now, in true roving reporter style, I've roved back down to the campsite and joined by a group of fans from Wrexham who've just turned up. Is this your first time in the campsite, you said? Yeah, first time in the campsite, but third time here how you find the atmosphere down there is it fun it's all right like, yeah there's lots of fires and lots of music and it's okay let's get a quick name to kim for well, your name is my name's john pig martin vicky glenn you have noticed a female voice there that's vicky now this is your first ever time isn't it <laughs> at the castle donning's festival how are you finding it
5: great it's good i like
9: it you come with the, this group of friends here then
5: yeah 15 of us in the back of a van <laughs>
9: only 15 that's not too bad going actually do you find there aren't that many women who like rock music or is it getting better are there more women getting into it these days
5: there's not too many at Wrexham, but coming here for the first time you know i didn't realize there's so many women into it that this type of thing
9: so what do you think about the Donington bill this year do you like it
11: yeah i think it's good they are better than last year because last year was, you know, bon joe was headlining and i don't think they're too much good anyway but uh, with I, I made Maiden headlining this year, I think it's quite good. It's great.
9: If you had a choice of any band at all you'd like to see head on this festival, who would it be? <laughs> ACDC. <laughs> they have done it a couple of times in the past, haven't they already?
11: Yeah,
5: they're doing it next year, and also i
9: We shall see. You may, you, know, you may know more than I do about that. Now, to make more of a serious point in the minute, you were eating some chips and gravy earlier, which you said were quite overpriced. How much did you pay for those? Um, 75p. 50 for the chips, 25 for the gravy. It's quite a lot, isn't it? Do you think the rock fans get to get a fair deal out of this sort of thing? Not really, no, we get totally um lipped off. off, yeah.
13: <laughs> you know, you're sort of buying a normal burger for the quid twenty, it's, it's a lot of money. It's better inside. The places that you know I've found from recent years are better inside but it's pretty bad out here anyway. <laughs> you know. not gonna
9: st- get still looking forward to the festival tomorrow. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Which it's brands exciting. have you come to see really? Oh, well I've seen
13: Megadeth before, they were good, I've seen Guns and Losers before. Everybody except for Iron Maiden, nearly.
9: (laughs) (laughs) Do you like the fact there's lots of different bands on the bill, different sorts of music? Is that a good thing?
5: Well, I thought this year they could have done with bit more thrash metal.
9: You're a real fan, are you?
5: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They've only got Megadeth and they're pretty naff at the moment. Didn't like the last album, obviously. It's not a bad album. I went to see them on the tour and it wasn't all that good.
8: Good at Leeds. They weren't Not bad at Leeds, Leeds. They were good at Leeds. It was a good right. festival. That was. That was
5: excellent. So I, I
9: think to be spending quite a lot of money this weekend. Would it cost you a lot to come down here? Uh, yeah, it would. It's for, well, it cost us ten pounds for the van, and then it's an extra seventeen for the tickets. So it's quite
3: a lot, as it is. Beer. So, right. so Daddy, it's, it's <laughs> yeah, all sounding good down there, and everybody seems to be quite happy about it.
9: They are quite happy, actually. Yes, I mean it's, it's a good atmosphere, and yeah. they're looking forward to the show tomorrow. So, uh, as are we all, as am I, as are you, no doubt.
3: Okay, Daddy Benuda, thank you very much indeed. Have Great. a good drive back to London to put raw to bed.
9: Thank you. I will do my best. Okay,
3: it's now exactly five minutes to midnight. We have time for just a couple of calls. Now we've got a gentleman called Peter Bonetti from Gloucester on the telephone, Peter. Hello? Peter, your quick question. You've got it what, for Izzy of Guns N' Roses? Right,
4: hello. i just like to say, um, what do you think of all these
3: bands like Poison who think their image is more important than the music? I don't even think about
11: them. Say again? I don't even think about them, you know.
3: Yeah.
11: I listen to tapes. I agree. All right. And all right, can Peter. I just,
4: if I could just, just time to say hello to Dave, Jason, Mark, and all the Gloucester
3: gang. Okay, you've just done it. A right, very, very Mark. quick call here. Mark Smithers from Kent. Quickly, your question.
4: Uh, hello, um... Hi. Is Donington the biggest gig you've ever played?
11: Yeah, it is, as a matter of fact.
4: Right. I just, can I just say hello to all my mates on so cooking with a State?
11: You've
3: just done that. Are you going to be at the gig tomorrow? No, I'm not... Get well, you're out of here. You're going to miss a good one. <laughs> Mark, thank you very much indeed. Gentlemen, thank you very much indeed. Dave, Jeff, and also Izzy. Thanks for your company tonight. Thank you. Sure Have a great gig tomorrow. All right. Halen, who were on our show last week from Los Angeles. Tomorrow is the ninth Monsters of Rock Festival in the United Kingdom. Halloween, Megadeth, Guns N' Roses... <laughs> Roses, David Lee Roth, Kiss, and Iron Maiden. Take uh, exit number 24 off the M1. Have yourself an absolutely excellent day. Don't forget to bring something nice and warm just in case the weather turns bad on us. No, you know what the weather's like at this time of year in the United Kingdom. Congratulations to all the people who walked the breadth of Britain between the 8th of July and the 20th of August. It says here, 590 miles for charity in fancy dress. The Knights at Arms, they raised 20 grand. Congratulations. You're all winners. Thanks to everybody who came in on our Friday Rock Show meets the Monsters tonight. Next week, we have the LA Ladies. Precious Metal, Pat Benatar, and also Vixen will be our guests on the program. Join us for that, 10 o'clock next Friday on Radio 1. The Friday Rock Show is a Tony Wilson production. But at this time, I must say many, many thanks to everybody here at BBC Radio Nottingham. Wonderful company, efficient people to work with. We thank you. My name is Tommy Vance. Till next Friday, God bless and good night.
1: brilliant show as always from tommy and a great way to get ready for any festival especially download so i hope you enjoyed that Now, all of us who attended the 1988 Monsters of Rock Festival, I'm sure, also remember the tragedy that year and how it changed festival safety measures afterwards. With around 80,000 people expected, over 100,000 actually attended and on the muddy slope, which led down to the stage during Guns N' Roses set, a crowd surge resulted in multiple injuries and two deaths. Those of us that were in that crowd need no reminder of what transpired, but a few years ago, the head of security on the day gave his account of what happened. I saw a surge that stopped suddenly with a crowd collapse at the centre of the audience 15 yards from the front of the stage. It was immediately obvious that this was a serious situation as about 50 people were involved. I sent a four man team into the crowd to assess the problem and sent a message to the singer with Guns N' Roses to stop the show. He immediately did this and then used the stage PA to calm the crowd and advise them of the problem.
11: Right, the
3: promoters ask us in order to keep on playing to ask us the same thing.
4: Can you move back? Everybody, try to take a step back. We got some people unconscious still. Hey, look, this takes out of my time playing too, man. It's the only time I have fun all day.
1: On reaching the spot myself, I found the advanced team was dealing with ten to fifteen people who had obviously been at the bottom of the crowd collapse. Ground conditions were bad, and they were covered in mud. I decided that they should all be extracted from the crowd for their own safety. We managed to lift most people up and were passing them forward towards the pit when unfortunately the band assumed the incident had been contained and resumed playing.
11: We're gonna pile up. Somebody down there just...
1: Suddenly, the whole crowd around us erupted. A large section of the crowd and two of our own security team collapsed in front of us. I witnessed 30 to 35 bodies that suddenly piled up in front of me, covered in mud. Our efforts to pull people off the pile were hampered by the fact that people behind us climbed onto our backs in an attempt to what we now know to be crowd surfing. In some cases, these people dived over our heads onto the pile of bodies. The show was stopped for the second time and I was able to establish a cordon around the scene to retrieve the bodies. We managed to retrieve over 30 of them. All were covered in mud, some were bleeding and others had vomited. When we reached the bottom of the pile, we discovered one person unconscious. He was immediately passed to the pit where he was resuscitated by a member of the security team. Unfortunately, as we removed what we took to be the last casualties, we discovered another two bodies beneath them. These two were laying face down in about 4 inches of mud and they were almost covered over. At first, I did not realise that they were people. The pressure load on these two victims was such that we had to dig under them with our bare hands to turn them over. We managed to extract both of them from the mud as they appeared to us to be lifeless. Suddenly the band started to play again and crowd conditions made it impossible for us to examine them in any detail. We evacuated the victims to St John ambulancemen, and they were removed to hospital, but they were found to be dead on arrival. The two fans who died that day were Alan Dick aged 18 and Landon Siggers who was 20 and this show is dedicated to them. Hopefully, we'll never see anything like that happen again. But remember, if you're at Download this week or any other gig or festival, be safe and keep an eye out for anyone who looks like they're in any kind of difficulty. We all want everyone who goes to enjoy the event to get home safely afterwards. Have a great time. Thanks for listening. And we'll play out with this for Alan and Landon.
0: stairs cause i'd rather be alone if i can't have you right now i'll wait here. sometimes i get so tense but i can't speed up the time but You know love there's one more thing to consider Woman, take it slow Things will be just fine You and I'll just use A little patience, patience. Said to take the time Cause the lights are shining bright You and I've got what it takes To make it We won't fake it I'll never break it Cause I can't take it